If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hello everyone and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and video. Uh, This was originally recorded as a live video in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group. So if you want to see live sewing videos, get your questions answered live, and be a part of a really awesome sewing community, a very inclusive, fabulous sewing community, please go to facebook.com slash groups slash Self-Sewn Wardrobe. And it's one of those days today, everybody, where I have a sewing machine in front of me and I'm trying to podcast and video and sew all at the same time. So hello to Mom and Jacqueline and Fred. Oh, I didn't think there was a bobbin in this machine, but there actually was. Well, that's nice. I'll just put this one in. And turn the machine toward me so that I don't thread my bobbin incorrectly. And then once again, if you all wouldn't mind uh, saying hello uh, on our Facebook live feed, that'd be great. Hi, Sharice. Hi, Sandy. Hi, everybody. Hi, Zenovia. It's awesome to see you all. So today, I'm going to start off by addressing a question that someone asked. And I just, um, oh, there's my bobbin cover. This is what happens when you try to do all these things at once. Uh, I, th- I think it was Sharice who was making some Christmas PJs out of delightful uh, kitty and ballet fabric. Uh, she said on one of the uh, PJs that she accidentally cut the kitties out upside down. And um, th- it was on the back. I mean, they were just like, they were backwards kitties on the back, right? Like they were just falling off the butt. So it's okay. Um, but no, she she went and got more fabric. And um, uh, I... I Go, Sharice, for going and getting more fabric and and fixing that. Hi, Marissa. Good morning. Uh, But Sharice was on one of the last steps to finishing the... Uh, to finishing the PJs, and that's buttonholes, and she said she was nervous. I don't know if it was one of the first times that she'd ever done buttonholes or if it was uh, just feeling nervous about this gift, Um, but she was said, you know, are there any tips? Um, And good morning to Tracy and Eric. Lovely to see you this morning. So I'm just going to talk a little bit. Uh, There are so many things that we could talk about with buttonholes, like placement on the garment, you know, and we're we're not going to discuss that today. But today we're going to talk about a tip that I gave that sparked a few questions. And um, it's one of mom's big tips too, and that is to use stabilizer when you are stitching out your buttonholes. Hi, Karen. Okay, so here's a buttonhole foot. And this buttonhole foot, I think, was very similar to the one that um, Sharice was using. She said she could put the button in the back of the foot to measure it. And when you do that, when you slide this, okay, and you put the button in the back of the foot. Oh, can we hear that on the podcast? Okay, the sound of the buttonhole foot. (laughs) Um, Okay, when you put that uh, button back there and you measure it, not only does it move the back of the foot, but the people who are watching the video can see that it puts some space between uh, two little plastic bars, or or, um, they like stick up. They're like vertical little um, arms that stick up out of the foot, and that is a part of the buttonhole foot that works with your machine. So I'm going to wake up my machine here. There we go. 
And I'm going to put the foot on the machine. I have a pretend invisible button in my machine right now. So it's just a snap-on foot like many of the other feet on this machine. Oh, Mom says they're called bumpers on the buttonhole foot. I didn't know that. Instead of arm sticky uppy thingies. <laughs> okay, so another um, <clears throat> tip that was given was to do a sample, uh, a test buttonhole. So, Sharice, maybe with those kitties that you cut upside down or something like that, you know, if you got some scrap fabric around, try to imitate, if, if you're not feeling comfortable with your buttonholes, try to imitate the area of the garment that you're going to put the buttonhole on. So, I've got a piece of fabric here. It's a, a quilter's cotton, but I folded it over about three times you know, maybe as though it's like a placket on a shirt um, or something like that. And then I think Charisse was doing vertical buttonholes, and that's kind of a, a kinder direction for this. But if you're doing horizontal buttonholes and your buttonhole foot will um, hang off the fabric, this is a really great time to do a test. Oh, and hello to Karen. And she just said, do you like to use any particular thread for buttonholes? And hi, Joanne. Um, you'll notice up here in my machine, I've got Floriani embroidery thread. And mom just answered uh, Karen's comment. She said machine embroidery thread. Uh, there's a reason for this. You don't have to use it, but it lays so much nicer and flatter. Um... Uh, to for buttonholes, it it's a lot prettier than your construction thread, and the Floriani polyester is really very durable. Um, it's it's gonna hold up nicely, you know, in these buttonholes. And mom's used it for a long time. I've used it for a long time, actually. Uh, on my first pair of jeans, I did a hand sewn buttonhole, and everybody was like, "Why the heck did you do that?" And I was like, "Well, I just wanted to try it out, you know." And then I was also afraid of maybe messing up my buttonhole. But then for everybody who I taught in my ginger jeans uh, class and everybody who's still coming in for that, we've used machine embroidery thread and we've used the buttonhole foot on the machine like this, just like the one here on the Sophia. And uh, it, it's been great and it's held up nicely. And then mom also said, she commented that there are more colors and that's very true. So if you want to match colors better you know, that's great. Okay, so on this machine, the buttonhole starts from the bottom and goes backwards. This is another reason I like to do a test because, you know, you can test this out and you can be like, okay, this is exactly how long the buttonhole is. Maybe you're doing a buttonhole that's not actually going to have a button in it. Maybe you're doing a buttonhole that's just decorative that you're going to thread ribbon through. Test, test, test. The other reason you want to test is because you can actually change the length of the stitch, okay, on most machines in order to make the stitches closer together or farther apart. And that can be for durability reasons or for aesthetic reasons. Um, depending on the type of thread you're using, you may want to change the length. Since we are using the thinner machine embroidery thread, we can probably get away with uh, decreasing our length a little bit more, making that buttonhole look more opaque, prettier. Maybe you're doing a buttonhole that's contrasting. You know, you're doing like a green buttonhole on pink fabric or something like that, which I always love it when the button band or the buttonholes are a uh, contrasting color. So anyway, okay. Uh, so you're going to have your buttonholes marked and we're not going to talk about placement today, but 
Here's the thing about stabilizing the buttonholes, okay? This is some tearaway stabilizer. And this, um, uh, this stabilizer is embroidery stabilizer. And if you don't have an embroidery machine, this might be a little bit of a new term for you, okay? Stabilizer versus interfacing. Embroidery stabilizer is meant to go away as much as possible uh, after you use it, okay? So there's tear away, there's cut away, there's heat away, there's wash away. Um, cutaway stabilizers will stay behind for longer. There's That's a whole other story um, about stabilizer. But today we're going to use some tear away that should go completely away from your project after you um, sew on it. It's going to you know, you're going to support your stitches and tear it away. And what this does, a few people were like, why, why do you use that? Um, and what it does is it stabilizes the fabric, okay? It stabilizes it as it's moving the fabric back and forth to make this buttonhole. And it also makes for a smoother ride underneath for your fabric. So the stabilizer is going to go underneath your project, underneath your fabric, okay? And it's going to allow the feed dogs, as the feed dogs move the fabric back and forth, okay? Uh, it's going to make that a smoother uh, transition. So maybe it won't get caught on an uneven part of a placket or something like that. Uh, Manila just asked, "Is uh, can I use my machine or do I have to do it on the one you're using? This Sophia um, is very similar to a lot of other machines out there. You do want to look in your owner's manual and see like what your, you know, machine asks for, what kind of um, like what do I want to say? Uh, you know, the the process for doing buttonholes on your machine might be different, but this stabilizer trick or tip is applicable on any any machine, any project, because it's going to go away completely. Okay, so I'm going to fold over my fabric a little bit more and just give you an idea. This isn't a hard thing to do. It's not a complicated thing. Um, Mom said earlier, be careful about talking about the bottom of the buttonhole and the top and all that. Um so what this is going to do, what the machine's going to do with the buttonhole, okay, is it's going to start to move, the fabric actually is going to start to move toward you, toward the stitcher, and it's going to start stitching, you know, toward the back of the machine. So I think mom's right in saying we don't always want to talk about top and bottom of the buttonhole because that can depend on you know, your garment, okay? So the other really important thing I did here on the Sophia, if you have a machine that has a buttonhole foot like this, is I've brought down what's called the buttonhole lever, and this will be in your owner's manual, okay? Uh, and it goes between those two bumpers. I like that word, Mom. She says it's her word, but I think it's a really good word. Um, but follow the um, protocol for your machine. Okay, the other thing I'm going to do on the Sophia is activate the automatic thread cutter. I can't see it. There we go. Okay, so automatic thread cutter and the automatic backstitch have been activated, and I don't have the foot control on on this machine, so I'm going to put my speed control at about medium here. And I've got everything threaded up. I have my imaginary button in the back of my buttonhole foot, and all I've done, this is called floating stabilizer underneath, or, you know, it's not fused there, nothing like that. Um, it's just laying there, okay? And then I'm going to press my start-stop button. 
and I'm stitching out my buttonhole. And you'll notice when it, it the, the lever hits the bumper and that's what tells the machine, hey, I'm at the top or the bottom or the whatever of the buttonhole, okay? That's what it does. The stabilizer is moving right along with the machine, okay? It's just doing its thing, okay? And really, once you get that buttonhole foot on there, you really shouldn't have to do much with your hands. You know, it's guiding it, etc. And actually, this made a very nice buttonhole for me sitting behind the machine, okay? So, <laughs> pretty darn nice. Uh, and, uh, oh, Cherie said, I watched a video tutorial specific to my machine and was reminded to pull down that lever, that stopper, okay? Yeah, this is really important. It's also important that you don't put the lever... The lever needs to go between the bumpers, not in front of that first bumper. It needs to go between those. So the foot should move back and forth between that bumper. If you have a buttonhole foot that doesn't have those bumpers, you might be asked to actually bring down a lever and touch it yourself on some mechanical machine. So that's that. Okay, so you see the stabilizer on the back of my buttonhole here. Um, and what I'm going to do is just support my stitches, and gently tear it away. Okay? Becky said, I was just thinking, how does she sew from the back of the machine? I'm magical. Okay? <laughs> so I tore that stabilizer away. And actually, you might just go ahead and leave the stabilizer along your placket as you are stitching the rest of your buttonholes. And I do not open a buttonhole with a seam ripper. I open it with a buttonhole cutter, which I didn't bring over here. I will show you that tomorrow. Okay, I'll show you a buttonhole cutter tomorrow, or um, somebody has posted pictures of it, okay? Um, but you could actually leave the stabilizer on while you open your buttonhole, and it'll just serve to stabilize your fabric while you are working with it, you know, while you're cutting it. And then you can just um, tear that stabilizer away very carefully. And then look at, I mean, I just used up this itty bitty little line of stabilizer here. Podcast listeners can't see this, but it's literally the shape of the buttonhole. Okay. Just that little keyhole there. And I can use this over and over again, save your stabilizer scraps and you will be, um, you know, you'll have, if you have a whole roll of, uh, you know, if you have a whole roll of embroidery stabilizer, you're going to, uh, you know, have a lot for buttonholes. Okay. Sandy and Lauren both said, um, oh, new tool. I used my seam ripper and I mend with fray check. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll just do another live video this morning to do the buttonhole cutter set because it's a life changer if you don't know about it. Okay. So, um, I will, I'll put that up, uh, about how to open the buttonholes after this video. Okay. All right, so I want to tell you about the curtains that are behind me, okay? These curtains, uh, you can't see the tops of them right now, and of course podcast listeners can't see them, but they are made like shower curtains. They have buttonholes in the top, and we made these curtains actually for an artist friend of mine, and we had extra curtains after he got through um, using them, and... You know, my mom was like, we're going to put buttonholes all along the top of these curtains like a shower curtain. And I think at the time, I had never actually done a buttonhole. And I was mortified. I was so scared about doing a buttonhole, okay? 
that I was like, I don't want to do 20 buttonholes. Oh my gosh, what do I mess them up? Blah, 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 blah. And these curtains are actually knit, okay? They're they're uh, stretchy fabric. So I was just really nervous. And my mom was like, oh, don't worry. I'll show you what we're going to do. And if you don't know what this is, what I'm holding up here, this is a machine embroidery hoop, okay? And my mom said, we're going to do those buttonholes on the embroidery machine. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, that's the most amazing idea I've ever heard. So let's say that on these really long curtains, we needed to do like 12 buttonholes, okay? And the buttonholes are every, I mean, they're every like six inches. You can't do, you know, the whole curtain doesn't fit in this embroidery hoop when laid flat. But my mom told me what to do in digitizing software, and I did it. And I'm going to draw it on this hoop and describe it for the podcast listeners right now. So what I did in digitizing software was first we just hooped up stabilizer only, okay? And then – so all that was in the machine was the stabilizer. There's no fabric. There's just stabilizer. And then what we did was the machine, according to my – instructions that I gave it in software, the machine stitched out a long straight line, okay, that had uh, little ends on it. It kind of looks like a rectangle that's missing one of the long sides along the side of the hoop. And then it also had tick marks on it, okay, every so often. Like if we needed to do 12 buttonholes, it had 12 tick marks on it that were spaced evenly, okay, so we've got that long guideline with the tick marks, okay? And then we had also marked on our fabric already where the buttonholes needed to be. So we made each of our buttonholes a different color in the embroidery software so that it would not stop or so that it would stop between buttonholes, right? And then what we did, and I, I think I've got a long piece of fabric here. Oh, is this two pieces of fabric? Well, this will show it. So we had marked on our long piece of fabric where our buttonholes were supposed to be. And we lined up the first area of the fabric with the buttonhole marked on it with the tick mark, okay, that was on the uh, embroidery stabilizer and it stitched out a buttonhole. Now, six inches down on the long, long pieces of fabric, there's another mark for buttonhole number two, right? So we folded up the fabric lined up the mark on the fabric with the tick mark made with thread on our embroidery stabilizer, stuck that down, and the second buttonhole sewed out. And then we took the third tick mark, which is six inches down, moved it up to the third tick mark, okay? Stuck it down, the buttonhole stitched out. All the while, the edge of our fabric is along that edge that was stitched on the embroidery stabilizer and the buttonholes which were digitized in embroidery software are the correct distance away from the edge of the fabric they're going to be beautiful Um, they are going to stitch out perfectly there are no feed dogs used in machine embroidery so you can you know do that really nicely and Lauren says oh this would be great on shifty fabric like silk charmeuse in the Carolyn PJs I want to make my mom yes so using the embroidery machine if you it you know it's kind of a If you don't have an embroidery machine, this isn't an option for you. And I know this might be kind of like a foreign concept that's above and beyond. 
But I do want to open people's eyes to some of the practical applications of an embroidery machine and also if you have one, what you could be doing with it. So if you have an embroidery machine, you might have buttonholes built into it. You might have buttonholes built into your embroidery software and you can do something like this. And mom and I do plan on making a video about this. Actually, I mean, mom, how long ago did we make these curtains? Like 10 years ago or something like that almost. Uh, and so these, this kind of like shower curtain buttonhole idea, it seems pretty specialized, but I know a lot of you have embroidery machines and you can do it. Um, okay, so that's my little spiel about stabilizer and buttonholes. If you're looking for this product online, um, you're going to look for tearaway stabilizer. We have a product called Totally Stable that's a real thin tearaway stabilizer that also happens to be fusible. This is actually fusible stuff that's a little thicker, okay? Um, you don't have to use the fusible, but I like to have fusible stabilizer around because I fuse whenever I can. And then if I don't want to fuse, I just don't use the fusey, gluey side, okay? So if you don't have this, I know somebody's going to say this. They're going to say, use tissue paper. Mom and I don't recommend tissue paper. Um, we think it gets too linty. It can break down and get pushed down into your machine. We'd actually recommend you just go ahead and use printer paper um, to stabilize something like a buttonhole or something like that. So if you don't have this specific like sewing product that's uh, nice and stable and it lets the needle pierce it very easily, don't use tissue paper. Please use uh, printer paper, receipt paper. Like sometimes people have rolls of that or something. Um, don't use... Uh, tissue paper in your machine. Mom's just a big, you know, I've never, I've never even done it because mom would have like smacked me, you know, if, if she'd seen me doing that on her machines, but uh, just uh, use the printer paper. Okay. Uh, so I am going to leave you probably for about 10 minutes here. And I'm just going to do another quick video, a live video. I'm going to set it up a little closer so that I can show you the buttonhole cutter because I think it's going to change a lot of your lives. Okay. So, um, Stay tuned. Have a lovely day. If you can't watch my next live video, no worries. It'll be available under the videos tab in the group and hopefully up on YouTube very soon. And you all have a fabulous day. Can't wait to talk to you more today. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last. Self-song.